delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. Hello Aditya. Hi and welcome to Soul Brews with Shiva. Thank you so much for joining me on Coffee and Soul. It's such a pleasure to have you. I see that you have your cup of coffee ready with you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's an absolute pleasure and I'm going to pour myself a cup of coffee as well. All right. Aditya, here's to you and to this wonderful museum that you've started, Camera Museo, and to uh, to long uh, innings with this uh, with these projects such as these. Cheers thank to you that. very much. Thank you. So, can I ask you to just um, pick up this cup of coffee and if it's not too hot, can you just hold it between your palms? <laughs> it's 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 hot. It's, it's hot. All right. So just, just breathe in the fragrance. Just breathe in the fragrance. And does it does it speak to you about anything? Does it bring back any kind of? Uh, what does this fragrance of coffee do for you? Does it do anything? Mm, it's it's stimulating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, refreshing. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, it gets me going. Yeah, sure. I see that. Is that is that uh, the new coffee that you're drinking, Mark's coffee at uh, from Fig? Uh, no, this Not is yet. our own brew, which is uh, some Thai brew. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Um, so, Aditya, this is such a fascinating place, and as 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 I was telling you before we got into this, is it's. It's striking the shot, what, what I'm seeing behind me. So tell me, how did this, how did Camera Museo come into being? What was the genesis? You know, I keep telling people, especially youngsters, if you dream and dream really hard, <laughs> sometimes your dreams do come true. Correct. Yes. I'm also amazed. How did this happen? And a lot of... Uh, lot of government officers and people come here and say, how did you make this with the municipality? How did this happen? I said, you know, I don't know. Sometimes when I dream and I dream very hard and I, I just keep working. I just work nonstop. I, I put together a timeline. I always keep, uh, you'll be amazed. I, I have a, I keep a diary where I keep jotting down and I love the, though, I mean, I have, I have something like six different diaries on my mobile, <laughs> but I love the physicality yeah. of, of a diary where I can scribble, where I can cut and, uh, you know, just flip through it and see, have I done this? Okay. This happened. No. So this was an idea which goes back to my college days when I started collecting cameras and uh, and I even when I started getting assignments to travel abroad I used to check out all the museums and I said I have an idea but I'm yet to see a museum like that mm. and this is I and I was lucky to run into officers of the the commissioners joint commissioners who listened to my ideas and they didn't ask me to make any presentations to them. They didn't tell me, uh, do, you have a, do you have a team? Do you have a, a designers? I said, it's all here. 
And after five, six months of our conversations, they actually told the government, let's just give it a try. Let's just go ahead with this. And today, uh, they can't believe that we have this fabulous place in Gurgaon. And uh, so that's why I say, if you, I mean, I was lucky to run into such people who were also, who agreed and believed in my vision. See, it's the question is, and they believed in my honesty of, of delivering this. Mm -hmm. I, I sat here every day during the construction. It took me 17 months and wow. I have images. I created a book out of that every day. I would shoot hundreds of images and Amazing. I would study the drawings with the contractor and uh, Contractors actually asked me, sir, where did you learn this? I said, no, I, I just, I understand how to make a building. And I actually, there were days today. I mean, those contractors, they run away from me because they said, we will ensure before taking any project in Gurgaon that you are not there because <laughs> we don't want to get caught because they got caught in so many uh, small, small rackets yeah. and manipulations which they do yeah. to enhance the project, to try and tell uh, their uh, government uh, bosses, sir, we need more money. I said, no, you don't. Yeah. You're not doing it right. So, um, you know, there's somebody who makes you do things. So. Yes, absolutely. There is somebody who makes you do things. Yeah. And, and, and so, that somebody who makes you do things. What's your equation? What's your, what's your relationship with that? Well, it's a very interesting turn of conversation right now. I've never uh, believed in gods and goddesses mm. of any kind. Mm. My father was a South Indian. Mm. His name was actually Rao. Okay. He ran away from his family when he was 15 came to North India, studied in a Gurukul, and then he became a professor. And then he got married in Arya Samaj Mandir. So he started writing Arya. And I got to know this uh, when I was probably 12 or 13. I said, you know, um, how come we don't have a surname? What is Arya? So he said, oh, there's no need to write a surname and things. And uh, because we used to do Havan and uh, we never believed in any such form or, uh, you know, that you have to go to a temple on this date, you have to pray, no, things happened. Mm. So, uh, mm. And that things happened is something that seems to be the theme of your life. Is it, is it true that things happened? I, so, but firstly, things will only happen if you really want them to happen, yeah. Yeah. if you have a plan how they will happen, mm. uh, if you don't have a plan or a wish, how can things, you can't just sit idle and say nothing is happening. Mm. I mean, those people who say, sir, nothing is happening, irritate me a lot. Why? Mm. I said, what have you done mm. to make something happen? Mm. Or what is it that you wish to happen? Mm. Give me, give me a plan. Mm. Give me, um, do you have a plan? Mm. I mean, what do you wish to happen? Mm. Mm. Oh, no, I want something to happen. I said, no, there is, uh, you're not 
define that something please mm, let's yes, be very really specific on that something mm, what mm. is it because once you want to do hundreds of things which i wish to do <laughs> and i say life is too short there's so much to do every second mm. i i have no time yeah. so so how cameras how come cameras have you been a photographer has this been a passion with you oh i <laughs> i thought you um, no, i'm i'm going to go as if, if 40 years yes yes as an advertising photographer mm-hmm. i've never done a job in my life i've never worked anywhere i lived from day to day i would look for assignments make some money move on do something but uh, photography is the only profession which actually takes you all over the world mm. and there is a valid reason somebody pays for it <laughs> it's a good reason it. that's a good reason <laughs> yes and uh, is something which so it helps you see the world so i worked in russia mm. for i made many trips to russia shooting with the bolshoi theater i worked wow. in travel through germany worked in africa shooting hotels for obroys i shot many hundreds of hotels for other companies lived in these i mean those were the days when yeah. you traveled with film and uh, yes you created these images and uh, and that allowed me to interact and see people and places all over the world mm-hmm. uh, today i can say that besides mizoram there is no state or a major town in india where i have not lived or worked wow uh, from no ladakh like back of my hand no nagaland like back of my hand worked in andamans and lakshadweep way back in 80s i had done all that and Amazing. so uh, i used and to always always with the camera is it always always, always behind uh, that's the reason yeah that is um see um i used to sell these images to travel magazines mm. i worked in mines for companies for the annual reports short steel plants automobile plants worked with modi xerox modi olivetti launched all their products worked in their factories hundreds of companies worked with uh, tobacco companies so many things come to my mind is so that curiosity oh. to see and to learn hey how is this thing made Mm-hmm. i mean every time uh, firstly uh, whenever a new assignment used to come i used to, okay keep my first half a day one day is to try and understand the whole process mm-hmm. meet the people then spend few days few weeks shooting short food mm-hmm. very extensively for many companies and many hotels uh, worked with chefs some of the most uh, accomplished chefs in the country So there's so much you have done. Have there been some some things that you feel are have been some major learnings in your life? Some things that you know you feel that these are the these are the moments that defined me, that changed me. In this course of all that you did, were there some that really stand out and you found they they were life changing? It doesn't have to be big. It could be a small thing. So. everything has been an experience uh, so being a photographer is 
it's an experience which no profession in the world can give you every day you are in a different situation because being a photographer it's not repeat situations you're trying mm. to do something different every day and um, but today all those days are deeply embedded i can tell you oh my god that town uh, what happened there i was looking for uh, dinner late at night and everything was shut and we had to go around looking for food and so uh, you know it's um, these it's it's an experience of mm. Mm. Uh, that's what i keep telling people uh, photography is the only profession in the world which takes you all over and the reason is somebody pays you and even if somebody is not paying you then those days whenever i was free i would create my own assignments so photographers have to be very driven people mm. okay, okay um next one month there's nothing major happening i'm pushing off to say nagaland and i'm going to be there for next four weeks i'm just going to no plan i'm just going to bum around live from village to village village travel and um, i did that for six years it culminated in a coffee table book uh, on the nagas in 84 to 90 and uh, so every day is a different day i can't think of one sure. isolated incident absolutely tell me more about nagaland tell me tell me what Uh, it's such a rich 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 culture and we know so little about it what stood out for you um, after nagas after 91 i never visited nagaland and i don't wish to ever. really why really? the way i saw nagaland it was so pure today people go to hornbill festival mm. which is absolute nonsense where they do up all these see somehow i wouldn't i shouldn't be saying because it'll become very controversial between the exposure to the western world and influences of the church the traditional nagaland i have pictures of those villages where each and every house was made out of bamboo it was so eco friendly it was so mm. nice today mm. you have cemented structures mm. you have tin roof houses mm. okay you make all that development and being progressive being modern but they are not eco friendly mm. the way they live the way they eat and now it's becoming a concrete jungle and uh, this whole they're losing their own culture because they are told and the whole the way the western culture is projected there you know mm. Mm. and uh, i can tell you naga music is so soothing and nice nothing can beat that mm. you are you're transporting me there it's amazing yeah because it's your, it's your lived experience right so yes i in 84 i attended two tiger feasts where tigers were killed chopped and cooked in front of me the last head hunting which took place uh, i was there and in a district called uh, mon the village called chui the ang of chui the chieftain is personal collection of few hundred human eggs 
because these guys were great head hunters mm. it used to be there and i've shot all these heads in his display area everything has been buried and done away with in the name of modernization and uh, oh that these were bad practices i mean who defines this who mm. nobody has any right to say that this was wrong or this is good and uh, so culturally many things have been taken away from them mm. Mm. so uh, you know but what i was able to create mm. photographers are very they play a very critical role mm. Mm. in creating visual histories and archives mm. and i firmly believe what photographers leave behind are far more valuable than the written word mm. which is always somebody's perception or imagination or their right. their subjective point of view while photographs allow everyone to interpret them and say hey this is what i see in this picture mm. it makes mm. everybody a participant mm. not just a reader of somebody's thoughts or uh, imagination absolutely yes yes that's so, that's so true visual histories created by photographers have to be preserved unfortunately that's not happening right now and that's what i'm trying to do that is what you're trying to do exactly are you also speaking with uh, uh, or working with people or children or students to to enhance their photography skills or, or give them a sense of what it is to be behind the camera so photography is one of the world's biggest democratic form of expression today your maid your driver you everybody is communicating through photographs so uh now see try and understand the role of photography everybody is trying to create convey something through photographs so they become very so today it's a visual language when you say i like to have this in the background i like to say this it's a statement so we started we keep doing program with uh, underprivileged children and uh, so around the museum there are few uh, urban villages okay like chakarpur in gurgaon and nathupur in gurgaon i actually was able to uh speak to apple iphone and okay. iphone have donated 15 iphones to us wow. and we okay. give this to these kids on weekends and they we talk to them about exposures composition the art of storytelling and then they go out in the morning and they come back in the afternoon and we evaluate their images we try and uh, interpret them so we've done lots of these sessions uh, which is fantastic because uh, the kind of perception the kind of storytelling because why do they see something like that yeah. Yeah. so then he'll try and explain sir this guy is this that's why i've shot him ye ye kaam karta hai yeah. and uh, mujhe bahut acha lagta hai jab ye kaam karta hai 
So similarly, I, just before lockdown, we actually collaborated with a property in uh, uh, Shekhawati, Mandawa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, okay, this is very interesting. Their owner had come here. We would like to do this program with our village children. Mm-hmm. And he identified 15 children. We went there for a week and we stayed with them. And every day, the village children actually used to go around shooting and we used to uh, do a critiquing session with these kids and next day again they would go do portraits and uh, somebody would do uh, graphic pictures. Amazing, amazing. yes. um, uh, Why do we give them phones from our side? Because see, today everybody has some kind of phone or the other Mm. but we want them to talk one language Mm. one uh, so that's why we say okay and iphone was uh, when they heard this they said oh we'll give you the latest i said look i'll be happy with your (laughs) old generation they said no so they gave me 15 uh, iphone 12s which we give these kids and these kids couldn't believe they have they're working because the clarity of the iphone 12 and the yeah uh, and that gives them a very that empowers them yes. you know these guys trust us to these things mm. Mm. it's that is so powerful that is so powerful because not only are they learning a skill or exploring that a sense of self that is building i think yeah. that is that is priceless and even if I, i'm not i don't want them to become photographers yes you are yeah. just empowering them or opening their minds towards something yeah. the art of seeing that's enough yes. i i don't want to say that i produce so many photographers or uh, no that's not needed mm. um, uh, let them imbibe let them taste many things in life yes yes the art of seeing absolutely and and having the eyes that see yeah. And that is, that is, that is, uh, that's a very noble cause, particularly in the kind of scenario in the world that we live in today. You were talking to me a little bit at some, about analog and digital. <laughs> and, and I'd love to hear a little more about that, uh, Aditya. I'm, from the, I'm from the analog generation. So, so am I, so am I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so am I, yeah. So, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You have seen today's digital cameras. And uh, so every digital camera has a button. Yes. Which is not there in any of the analog cameras. Can you tell me what it is? Because for me, it's that button which has destroyed photography. The button. The button is, it goes off. So you have to press it to bring it on again. For me, that's the thing that comes in the way. So for me, it's a button called delete. Ah. Uh, delete has destroyed the way photography has evolved. Why? It, I mean, these cameras gave you one opportunity. They had only 36 exposures or one glass plates. You had to think, you had to pre-visualize and create an image. While the delete gives you endless opportunities to keep on making mistakes. Mm. Deletes 
button allows you to step back constantly and redo things while analog only allows you to move forward because the film goes again it doesn't it can't be rewound That's fascinating so fascinating. in life how the delete has actually shifted people's thought is like typewriter people used to think or while writing a composing a letter you would have thought a flow of thought and you write but today you go on the computer and you can always word allows you to cut paste delete yes which analog did not mm. so your thinking process and your thought process changes mm. Mm. absolutely so the purity of analog is what i love and uh, encourage people to uh, yes to follow that how do you find people are ready to do that or do they are they yeah so we are conducting workshops teaching people in our dark room yesterday we had a fantastic we last two days we finished uh, we had three participants we just do this with very limited participants because it's a very hands on and uh, yeah. interactive thing we give them a roll of film we give them a, a nikon camera or a film camera to shoot then they actually process the film in the dark room and then they make silver prints and then they say oh, wow this i spent 3 day i mean 2 days and i've just been able to get two pictures right so you know it's a very slow immersive process while today's generation is in a great hurry it's like you press the button and you have 4000 images go cut 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 while analog was hey let's just think because every time you press is going to cost you 7 rupees 3 rupees so there was a cost attached to that correct which actually forced you to create yeah more meaningful pictures yeah because every shot mattered i guess every every shot mattered and now it doesn't actually for me when you are talking about this is this this slow immersive process a lot of as i as i find i don't know what your thoughts are on this is when you think about what's happening in the world there is a there is a push back like in the sense that we have slow food we have uh, you know generally slowing down of life and perhaps perhaps this is also a way for us to learn how to slow down to get back into um, get back into connection with one self as one sees things and what you seem to be talking about it's almost like a meditative experience you know it's very immersive as you said and i think that is beautiful i some people ask me oh, what's the difference between um this and this so i said well i mean there are two ways you can have noodles you can <laughs> have a 5 minute maggi noodle or you can have a a, a dish with is a cuisine where there'll be ingredients and many things or you can have 5 minute maggi noodles i mean either way you are having noodles uh decide which way you want to go or the worst case scenario is you can have a good wine or you can have a tarra to be high <laughs> 
you can have a bottle of country liquor and i'll give you a kick in 2 seconds flat and uh, so what do you want to enjoy the process or the the point uh, where do you want to reach yes exactly and how do you want to reach it absolutely yeah i mean there are there are some questions that i would ask but you you in your conversation itself talking to me about your metaphor for life for example and i'm hearing it as you talk in in the way that you live uh, and the way that you have lived is there is there is there something you believe uh, you could have done differently aditya i don't mean it in terms of regret as you reflect on life and you've had you've had such a varied amount of experience i i never think about the past mm. i like to move on i like to say okay i every day is a new day for me i have a i have a plan for every day mm. i say, okay today i'm going to do this and this mm. is and i just come and i said okay now let's just start doing it you know uh it's so exciting to yeah. have yeah. a new day every day mm. and um and i like to do things for future i don't uh interesting what do you mean by that i'm a farmer also mm. so okay. i always wanted to be a farmer and a photographer okay and uh, couldn't afford to be a farmer in the beginning but by the time i was 35 36 i bought my first farm okay and i took my kids uh, made a house there where where do you have your farm is in gurgaon very gurgaon. close from gurgaon and uh, i planted 100 trees today some of them are 40 feet 30 feet 50 wow. feet deep and uh, this is uh so i created a mini jungle so uh, when i say you do things for future i keep telling people intelligent people should do this for today and this for the future mm. is like you keep links stones mm. and uh, the foundation foundations for future mm. and forget it forget it don't um, i mean this collection of these thousands of cameras did not happen overnight it was 30 years 40 years i started collecting and um, it's so everything is a process mm. don't mm. wait for the results mm. the problem is my problem with the present generation is they expect far too many results in um, very short time short time and with this kind of inputs mm. and uh, why you know sir how fast can we do this mm. that fast forward mode um maybe because we are from the analog times mm. things were slow the processes were slow mm. i mean today life is in a really fast lane and things are happening at super speed and uh, but we are used to working at a certain space mm. which is very good but also laying foundations many things mm. it's like one day i ran into an old man and he said you know you're a farmer remember one thing to plant many things don't depend on one crop plant many different different things and they keep juggling between many things and that's what i keep doing uh, you have to do many things and i said that's where 
multitasking the art of multitasking mm. which is uh, which is really not uh, uh, when you say when you, when i talk to these kids who come here for uh, jobs or internship they say sir can i do one thing this will be lots of things i said can't you just slot them into various boxes and say okay i am going to be doing this 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 is the box i'm going to take out and this is the box i'm going to play around with and for 2 hours and i'm going to dump it here uh, do something else just to keep yourself going i just play around with many boxes yes i see that it's it's a stay stimulated with so much that life has to offer yeah don't get stuck with one box and say uh, i'm working on it no you may get bored just dump it for a little while and look at some other box Something and uh, so camera museum how i know that you the lockdown hit hard right very hard i know what how what are the challenges right now and what my viewers my listeners how can we support what can we do what are some of your challenges the challenges are the first wave of covid hit us five and a half months after opening and we were shut for uh, under lockdown for almost five months so with no revenue for five months and a backlog which we were hoping to uh, make mm. up mm. uh so again we had a huge outstanding then the museum it took we started last year in august september october november it took 4 5 months for people to get comfortable to start visiting we used to get four visitors five visitors six mm. visitors a day and by december january february we were getting 3 4000 visitors in a month okay things were great and we were like okay now this year we've got it we'll be able to pay for our electricity bills which are running into 30 40 lakhs and we'll be able to pay people properly the second wave the second lockdown came i know my god so again we had to let go all our staff and uh, see museum is a place which has to be looked after every day mm. uh, objects should be clean we have to maintain a certain uh, humidity level in the mm. museum why mm. you cannot have high humidity it'll spoil all the it'll create fungus on the objects and so many things come into um, so air conditioning has to run every day for a few hours i mean your costs are yes, still yes. going up and with no revenue coming in um we reopened 10 days back but again now the accumulated effect of the first lockdown and the second lockdown and now also constantly thinking about the third, third lockdown the third wave why now the third wave i don't know i'm writing letters to the government every day please mm-hmm. what are we going to do with this Uh, you know it's like another problem you always dream of owning a elephant and one day somebody gives you an elephant and says shit how am i going to feed this guy <laughs> there is no money to feed this guy yeah so you know these are the challenges which uh, we are facing we are looking for reaching out to corporates ki bhai give us some uh, funding try and put your name inside the museum 
uh, we got to keep it alive what kinds of things what kinds of things can people do to keep it alive how one is the funding but towards what would it be so one is a direct funding hmm. which is uh, we are eligible to a to atg and fcra all kind of uh, we are a registered charitable trust you also are an fcra yes okay. so this was my idea hmm. uh, once you go once you are not there hmm. so there is a trust to look after everything yes yes i did create a trust 11 years back and you know so i did try and create the whole uh, thing the idea of the museum will carry on even if you are not there mm. and then we were able to some um, again i i was very really lucky some uh, like just like some of the uh, when i was thinking of the museum some people walked into my and they called me up they said what are you planning to do with all this stuff which you collected they said mm. uh, i said one day a museum they said oh, come and talk to us now and uh, when i spoke to these commissioners they said you know we like your idea mm. similarly i applied for uh, atg mm. and uh, it got rejected mm. because my ca called me he says you know there is this uh, income tax inspector who wants to be <laughs> <laughs> looked after i said sorry <laughs> i can take his picture he said no 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 picture to bilkul nahi leni uski to woh ek cheez hai kabhi you to get in such program so i said okay apply again he applied so then they sent somebody from the income tax office and this guy went back and gave a report um and i got a call from the commissioner income tax you know report is good but i don't trust this did you meet mm. him did you talk to him did you try and influence him i said no i didn't mm. he came i showed him everything uh, he saw my museum in the basement of my house the collection and everything and he sent another inspector who i gave a fabulous report Mm-hmm. so much so uh, the commissioner called me says it seems there is something hanky panky going on with you <laughs> you trying to influence my inspectors uh, where are you just now i said i am at home he said i am coming just now wow so so his office was very close to my residence yeah. and he came and he sat down and he says i love all this <laughs> can i call my family to see the called this family and we had coffee and tea and then he says so when do you want your exemptions i said sir no hurry whenever he called up his office he said i'm reaching make sure in next 20 minutes he gets his letters of exemption that is amazing an idea whose time has come and your com- your complete commitment and clean commitment to this that's the result sometimes i've run into these people who um if they see that your intent is right mm. i mean i have put my lifetimes earning into this uh, idea of the museum mm. and uh, i mean if my father and mother i mean if they were alive they would have been shocked to uh, <laughs> you know to what have you created because um you know they used they came from uh, my father was a lecturer and mother was a school teacher they could not have imagine that this kind of magnitude this magnitude stuff could have happened and uh, so 
sometimes you just have to have an idea absolutely and more power to you aditya i i do hope that you know we can find ways that you were telling me about the different kinds of things that can happen and i'm so sure i must tell you we have a fantastic donors wall at right at the entrance where mm. anybody who gives above 25000 rupees its name is inscribed there as somebody who supported the museum sure sure because uh, i believe these kind of places have to be supported by people also yes it's, so we have one of the biggest crowd funded museums fabulous fabulous i'm so so happy to hear that um the the i believe each individual aditya has something very unique to offer to all of us as humanity you already have it because you have the eyes to see uh besides that what is it that you feel is your gift to to people i'm a doer mm. i i do things i i do not i take the i just plunge myself i take the jump and i said and i said let's just do this and let's try and convince people that this should be done and um, i mean you have and and to me these anything needs somebody who's a doer who says okay um So people have ideas hmm. except they they have great hesitation in taking the jump leap plunge whatever and or convincing themselves that they can do it hmm. i mean uh, that's the way i believe it's at the most you will make some mistakes and everybody makes mistakes but you have lifetime to uh, correct those mistakes absolutely at least just do it once yes that's right absolutely you know this has been such an amazing conversation and i'm so so delighted to have hosted you aditya before we we Thank close you. this is there anything else you'd like to say uh i'd like to invite your viewers to the museum i'm here and i'll be happy to do some small groups and uh, uh tours of the museum and uh, take you around and show you how actually photography evolved since 1850 and uh, so please come over visit the museum and certainly and support the museum absolutely thank you so much i hope we're all listening and uh, uh we'll be here to to come and see this marvelous phenomenal work that aditya has done and to see the museum and to to understand uh his passion and what his passion has produced thank you so much uh, aditya it's been an absolute pleasure to host you and uh, i hope the museum goes from strength to strength rooting thank you very much thank you for your time bye Bye-bye. thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of soul brews with shiva until next week keep the coffee swirling <laughs>